well did adventure find us. Mostly you. <laughs> My adventure was trouble in the bathroom, but you know that's that's not as quite, that's not quite as adventurous. But we're, oh, we're boy, doing this the saga keeps going. Yeah. Well, and and there's there's so many there's so many cool extra factors to the saga that they kind of they pass by unnoticed until you really start to think about them. My tongue is extremely swollen right now, so talking <laughs> is difficult because. Yesterday, I bit the absolute crap out of it. I was just having me some eggs in the morning, and uh, the the consistency of them shot up significantly at one point. <laughs> it's like, oh dear, those aren't eggs. That is me own flesh. See, what's funny is the only times that I'll start biting the edges of my tongue is when I eat like stuff that's just terrible <laughs> like i'll eat some some crap food and then after that it's like my tongue feels like it's too big in my mouth like it has swollen and yeah. it's like it's like now i know i should not have eaten that even if i had already known it's like now i'm i am reaping the the horrible detriments of eating that thing yeah uh i i, th I think there's like some of the foods I know I'm not supposed to be eating, I'm definitely like allergic to them mm -hmm. to to some degree early, where it's like my my tongue starts like when I have a uh, a candy bar or like M and M's or something mm -hmm. that makes my tongue swell up and it's like was this always like this and I just I didn't care because I was having candy so like when I was growing up it's like I'm biting my my inside of my cheeks and my tongue and everything but like i don't care i'm having candy so it doesn't matter but i'm like actually considering have am i like allergic to chocolate because <laughs> boy would that be a surprise this late in the game yeah i think that it's like because i have been eating so cleanly recently it's like when I don't eat cleanly, it's like, oh, yeah. boy, my body lets me know. Yeah, <laughs> Not in the same way that yours does. <laughs> well, it's, it's a different way, but there's different ways that different things, different uh, consequences for different kinds mm -hmm. of things you shouldn't eat. That's for sure. Uh, I, my, I, my body does not like the pizza anymore. It, when I... When poor, I poor when I don't give it to pizza and then suddenly I give it to pizza. <laughs> it's like, oh no, dear. <clears throat> uh yeah, so we're we're recording this a couple days later, and uh <laughs> I, I mean we, I, we don't have to get into detail on on why we had to do it <sighs> so far after the fact, but I was fine the first two days when we had to delay it. I was in, like, perfect <laughs> tip-top condition. And then last night, you shook your fist at the sky and dared <laughs> fate to make you have to delay it one more day. And I'm just in the corner, like, wait, wait, wait hang on, hang on. <laughs> Listen, this could affect me, too. <laughs> and I got one hour of sleep last night, so I'm freaking exhausted. And I'm avoiding caffeine because I'm going to go back to sleep right after we're done with this. But So all I said was, come hell or high water, I'm good for the morning. And then <laughs> I just get I get some responses from Tim saying, please stop tempting God for your own sake. <laughs> well, 
and also for my sake, I was like, wait a second, this could also affect me. And I was like, I want neither hell nor high water. <laughs> I was like, I have no interest in either. I just want to talk about Saint Seiya. I don't know. I mean, that's that's not you know a a big final push battle scene situation. I'm just doing a little podcast. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, speaking of Saint Seiya. Which yeah, we did, so, uh, was it 30 to 32? Uh, so it was 31 to 33. What? Are you kidding me? Okay, good. I, I did watch those episodes. Good. Uh, in my brain, I, I'd watch different <laughs> ones, I guess. So uh, kind of 31 and 32 are sort of their own thing, and then 33 starts mm-hmm. another thing. 33 yep. is where it's 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 clear. It's about to shift back into St. Shiryu. Being right. like the coolest part of this whole story. Like that guy who got <laughs> introduced, which is the tiger to his dragon. I'm like, this is freaking sick. And the, like he, yeah. he's got like his own unique struggle that he's like grappling with, which is the fact that he's freshly blind now. So he's like, not even his master, like has good advice for what he's going through. And it's like, this is so cool. I can't wait to see this story. Who is this show supposed to be about again? <laughs> right. Which, I mean, uh, the first two episodes before that are just St. Iki. Which, I gotta yeah, say, the- Iki is like, he's good serialized anti-hero material. Because he's not doing this mm-hmm. thing where, uh, oh, we're gonna, you know, make the story about him and he's sort of gonna become the main character that you just like more. Like where they kind of forget it's an antihero, they they mm-hmm. they haven't actually forgotten that he's the antihero like like character yet because he hasn't turned yeah, into still, Saint Seiya but better. I still don't quite buy the the or not I, I buy the antihero thing just because of like what he's been doing. Yeah, but an antihero is like, as an antihero does. <laughs> but but the, the same at the same time it was like. You know, he was in that room with them. He very, like, he never interacted with them as a saint. Uh, like, he was just in the room and then was like, I'm tired of being the sheepdog, and then left. And I was like, all right. Uh, were you, you wait, okay, which room are you talking about? Because I think that scene happens a couple times in these episodes. Uh, no, so that was uh, the where he was in the room and then left. Like I'm, I'm, I'm done being a sheepdog. Uh, that you was mean like, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, that was okay. a, that was a few episodes ago. Um, so you don't it, you don't buy like, the loner thing because everything we've seen him do, he's not been alone. He's been like helping them out. <laughs> right. Now, listen, that that would work great if this was like a uh, a really like Saya driven show like say it was like mm-hmm. really hardcore from his perspective and it was like big events like like the only time we saw the big events happen is if say it was there for him so it was if it was like you know almost straight up from his perspective that would work fine if the only time we saw Iki doing stuff is when he was in the vicinity and kind of being forced to work together yeah, but this, I mean, our perspective is jumping all over the place. There's like, there's all types of dramatic irony happening. Or it's like we we're just we're checking in on the on the evil pope over here. We're checking in on Shiryu on the other side of the planet. We're over here with uh, this group of people. Which, by the way, 
Um, Shina just that little story just paused, didn't it? <laughs> like she was gonna come, he's gonna come get him, and then they jumped down that pit to kind of escape him. And uh, mm-hmm. there was a little bit of a tussle, but I was thinking that was gonna have like maybe I. Here, here was the mistake in my thinking. I was thinking we were going to finish an arc involving Seiya and a main villain character before skipping around to five or six other different arcs. And that that was that was my, that was my mistake. I should have known better at this point. Yeah, we'll we'll probably get back to her and you know that sometime after nine or eight episodes, be right. a little bit more with her. Kind of like we're doing we did with Icky, where it's like Icky comes in. Does a fighting. He fights about. Also, that little punch thing he does where he like makes him hallucinate, that disappeared mm-hmm. until this episode. I was like, oh yeah. That was like a big thing he used to do. Yeah, he, he But never, it's like it's fundamentally it villainous. <laughs> it's like yeah. it's one of those moves where it's like, ah, I don't think I don't think a Jedi can do that. I think that's just a Sith move only. Yeah, that disc guy. Like, man, what a brutal death. It, it, okay, so it reminded me... hands chopped <clears throat> off. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of, of one of these... Uh, there. Okay, so there's a scene in JoJo Part 5 where mm-hmm. you're like, jeez, like, that's, a, that's an extremely cruel fate for that villain. Like, it, mm-hmm. it almost makes you think, that that doesn't seem very heroic. But then you realize, oh, Giorno doesn't know he just did that. Like, the nature of Giorno's power is still a mystery to him. So it's like, it, that's why it makes it to where it's like, oh, ooh, ooh, that's like, that's kind of tragic. Like, that that guy was bad. And mm-hmm. like, the, the, the hero did stop him, but the hero doesn't realize what happens after the fact. It's kind of just like, but with this one... That move is just like it's it's complete psychological torment right before you're like definitively killed off and it makes everything like extra brutal for almost no reason. Yeah. Like so here before you die, I'm going to send you to hell. <laughs> I do really I always really Which hell like is real, the, so uh, you, we, I'm gonna send going... you sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I always really love the uh, you're not going to cross this line or you will die. <laughs> I always really like those. Listen, I thought that was really cool. And then I was like, OK, well, now it's made it really dumb. But then it occurred to me, wait a second. It's already dumb. This might actually be cooler. <laughs> it was like, he first of all, Icky does this freaking sick thing with the force. Which he has now, where he like <laughs> digs a hole into the rock, like the hard mountainous rock in front of him, puts a line through it, just using his like he gestures towards it, and it just it looks sick, like it looks like something out of DBZ. <clears throat> and then he says, mm-hmm. you know, this is my line. If you cross this, you're dead. Well, the fight goes on, you know, with like some, uh, I guess some ranged combat. Like uh, that, that I think it was Saint Dante, who had like that flail or Morning Star. I don't mm-hmm. know which. I don't know. Or Cerberus, or yes, it, it was oh, Saint remember. Cerberus. His name was Dante or whatever, which I think is funny. Oh, okay. I was like that. That's that's clever. 
that that one's actually all right. I see what they went with there. <clears throat> but um, yeah, he's fighting him with a flail from a distance. And then at some point in the fight, there's like there's kind of a turning point where it's like, okay, this guy is actually kind of a problem for Iki. So mm-hmm. and that guy procla- proclaims, it's now my line too. So if you cross it, prepare to die. Which, okay, um, Sauri is not on his side of the line. So there's there's this is just bravado at this point. There's there's nothing about. I'm protecting this person, and if you don't attack me, then I won't attack you back. It's now him just saying, oh, yeah, well, if you go on this side of the line, then I'll kill you. (laughs) But the problem is, the show is convinced that was a cool line. So it turns out that it's actually a cool line, and cool things follow it. (laughs) And, like, Iki vaults himself aggressively over the line at that point. Like, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> also, there's there's this continuing thing where it's like, oh right, Iki's the Phoenix Saint. He can't die. And it's like, how how ironclad is that? Do we know? I don't I don't know. I don't know if we know because the uh the him getting his head chopped off. I could I I really did think that they were about to like really stretched the the phoenix king or phoenix saint phoenix thing. king <laughs> <laughs> but uh but then when uh it was like an illusion it was partially hallucination yeah yeah but like, but oh, okay but the fact that they were bringing it up and i just bought it completely because he's the phoenix saint i was like mm-hmm. oh dude even decapitation doesn't kill him mm-hmm. or, or i was just gonna be like okay so this probably isn't going to be a problem because they'll just decide it isn't. But Iki's basically a good guy who can't die and seems to be the most effective in a fight. So it's, <laughs> right. so it's like the main reason he's not going to be the he's sheepdog. Yeah, the, the main reason he's not going to be the sheepdog, as he's calling it, is just so we can have any amount of peril at all is, is like think oh maybe the bad guys might win <laughs> like Iki just has to not be around because Iki is just he's the best that that's um right <clears throat> he's the kid in pretend where he keeps saying oh no I had a shield no I blocked that <laughs> it's like no I had a tank right it's like no uh my my short my sword uh pierces through force fields so your force field didn't work he's that guy that's Iki. <clears throat> also uh i mean he and he was already that from the start and then sometimes he forgets but then other times he remembers <laughs> well the the freaking the, the cyber saints i don't remember what they're called the, the, the dudes steel saints steel saints the they cyber were, saints <laughs> they were totally gonna be a a a thing in these episodes and they had like talking roles and it was like hey look at these characters absolutely nothing yeah nothing comes of it some of the pacing in this show is just like okay (laughs) guess we're going uh, over here so so i usually skip over the uh the intro um oh but, oh i like that guy's recap i like i like his delivery so i don't oh no no sorry the the actual like intro the the song oh, 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 and okay oh yeah me um, too and so like i i i 
for whatever reason, watched through it again. And it shows all of the other saints, like, from the beginning. Like, um, uh, what was his name? Jabu? Uh, the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was, like, the, unicorn? the serpent. Was he or... unicorn saint? He... Huh? I don't think so. I, I think there was... Uh... Was he... Um... Oh, no, yeah, I guess he would have been a unicorn saint because the Pegasus is Saya. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, okay. But it like it showed him and it, uh, does it have the, the wolf guy? Saint, no, or yeah, the the wolf guy. Yeah. It showed him in the intro, and I was just like, "Where, where are these people?" <laughs> well, the wolf guy's dead. He's big dead. Did he die? Yeah, he, he killed him in one punch. That was oh, like when oh, you introduced yeah, yeah, that yeah, ability. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah where it was like, "Whoa, so Iki, Iki's overpowered. How are we going to beat this villain?" And it's like. <laughs> But boy, are you gonna find out? But Jabu, Jabu, or I think that's his name, Jabu Jabu from Ocarina of Time. Yeah, that's yeah, stupid. ignore it, ignore it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't remember anything about his fate, and he is just gone. The is is Jabu the the unicorn dude, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did he not die too? I, I thought. I thought maybe I he he he, he bought it. You know what I think is funny is because is that uh, in their flashbacks, like back when they were giving Iki's backstory, which they <laughs> they reiterated in these last couple episodes, even mm-hmm. like using the same animation and everything. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember that chick's name, but uh, yeah, I <laughs> it was like, yeah, this was like okay, but. I don't want to watch it again, I guess. It was like, <laughs> I, I already remember this, which is saying something for a lot of your show. Because when back in the day when they were showing their backstory where he like goes to Death Queen Island in place of Shun, mm-hmm. which was like a heroic act, and for some reason that, that turns him into a villain, which, good grief, I told you this, but I, I looked up the summary of the way Attack on Titan went. Oh, boy. And do you know... I haven't I haven't looked up anything about season four, part two, or anything like that. <clears throat> what, what I think is funny is that uh, there were a lot of things that were leaking through the cracks when uh, part one of season four came out, where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, look, things are ramping up. It's the final season. I guess that makes sense. And then apparently the second half of season four, it just spends all of its remaining time completely undoing everything and table flipping everything and devolving into a fundamentally less interesting story that is just significantly more complicated. I think perhaps for the sake of being significantly more complicated and uh, like no one gets out of that show without being character assassinated, either being turned completely into a hapless victim or just a villain. And it's like the people who became villains were all the ones that were like really trying to be heroic. And it's like, what is the message here? Mm. Other than this devolved into a race war? Really? It went from like a complex, you know, wartime, you know, kind of horror show about, you know, the 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 dark night of the soul. But now it's... Yeah. uh. Now it's just a race war. It's like mm. that that's that's all it amounted to. But anyway, 
Um, what brought me to that? What was I talking about? It was related. I, was, uh, I think I was going to say something about the heroes. What did you say? Because it was in response to something you just said. This is going to drive me crazy if I'm like editing this. And it's like, how did you freaking... Uh, I've only had an hour of sleep, to be fair. But I, can, I, I, I can't really remember because I was also at the same time looking up uh, what happened to Jabu just to see if I... Oh, had, what like, happened to him? We, so, um, yeah, so he was fighting until Phoenix Iki showed up. Uh, and then let's see. Oh, yeah, yeah. It says after that, Jabu retired, supposedly to retrain and repair his cloth after the battle with Shun. Uh, so it looks like, oh, okay, it looks like he does show up later, but he just, we don't have enough bandwidth to manage all of these characters. So we're going to get him I off don't, screen. I don't believe that like. for a second, considering. All the bandwidth they seem to have. I, I don't buy it. I think he could have shown up at any point. I think they literally forgot. <laughs> Even though he's in the intro. I mean, I forgot. I forgot all about that guy. Yeah. The Steel I, Saints I, have I, had way more. Which is saying something. Because the Steel Saints have had precious little. They're just around. <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, what's taking him so long? I mean, Shiryu got two or two of the cloths repaired lickety split, man. And now he's going to be developing an entire new fighting style and continue being the best character in this show. Not just the best oh character, gosh. the best protagonist. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to Shiryu's uh, arc here in just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his next one. Cause he's already completed like two, right, right. which have been awesome. But like basically, uh, Iki's like little uh, his bouts which good good direction they are fun to watch uh, well animated mm-hmm. uh, I love I've said this before but I love how this was uh, localized or, or okay I love how it was dubbed I think maybe what they did was they're like for this recent like very recent modern-ish dub we'll use um, like the old script we won't try to modernize it much Mm-hmm. They did, unfortunately, at a couple points, but yeah, a couple anachronisms. There's other parts where it's like, oh, that's a different kind of anachronism, where it's like that's an anachronism from like the 80s that would have been in there, mm-hmm. where one of the guys like proclaims, he's like, as if, and it's like, okay, no one says that anymore. <laughs> that was charming. <laughs> Which, by the way, I can't remember that guy's name. the The guy that was with Dante, he had some. Some goofy name. The Chariot Saint. Um, yeah, and I was like, oh, man, the Chariot Saint. This is going to be cool. And I don't even remember any of his abilities. I don't even remember what his weapon was. He was pretty discus. forgettable. Yeah, the discus. That's true. Yeah, I guess that was his thing. What? Why does a Chariot Saint do a discus? Is it just because chariot racing was like a sport and so is discus? Just call him I, the freaking discus saint. Not literally. I the only The only thing that drew a connection line between the two so that I could remember chariot was chariot has a wheel wheel is like disc <laughs> I wonder if that's what it was I wonder if mine was too clever for this show and even then it's like it's a clever way to be disappointing because now you've wasted the chariot saint on right. a dude that do not have one chariot around him but remember, we could run into like his dark counterpart, so they could oh, redeem it. Yes, which I guess that's the coolest part 
of uh, <laughs> these two episodes of Iki because, oh, crap. I don't even remember why he was going back to Death Queen Island. Oh, so he went back to Death Queen Island so that he could um, face off against the guy that replaced him. I don't remember him why? getting any kind of call to do so. Yeah, because as it turns out, that's where the entire main plot is happening. And we just didn't know it until Iki right. decided to go there. And it's like, you're writing Iki like he's a protagonist and he's not. <laughs> he's the token anti-hero character. He's he's Steve Austin before the story became about Steve Austin. Or it was like, <laughs> oh, Steve Austin's just going to show up. We're not going to know whose side he's going to be on, but someone's getting a Stone Cold Stunner. Like, that's what an anti-hero is for. This is... The story is now progressing because Iki went somewhere on a freaking whim. That's a protagonist. Just like started throwing people in the lava. <laughs> I love, dude, his freaking monologue to himself while this stuff is happening, where he's like, uh, I can't remember if it's immediately before he chucks dudes in the lava or immediately after, where he's like, he's like, uh, um, I have to remember sometimes that I was once just like you, and it's like. Oh dear, Aki. That that means the people can change, and you're chucking them in the lava. Like you don't have that realization. You, the realization should have been presented as, you know, you're just like I was, and that disgusts me. And it's like, oh, that's a good anti-hero thing. That that's a good, you know, that that's good. A uh, uh, flawed logic of someone who's like, you know, not completely evil. <laughs> but it, it's like this, you know. He's almost like has this this wistful, forgiving tone mm-hmm. in the middle of him chucking people into freaking lava. And then they have impressively violent deaths. Like that dude who was like <laughs> screaming while his skin is falling off his skull. It's like, oh, goodness gracious. The uh, isn't all of flawed logic. <laughs> the hey, I, I, yeah, I, go I ahead. really I really had to laugh when um Sayo like woke up from his unconsciousness and was like, Iki has saved me more times than we can count. And I just said, More times than you can count. Iki saved you twice, you concussed dolt. <laughs> <laughs> he 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 also was the cause of you having to be saved more than twice. So he hasn't right. even broken even yet, bro. If we're really going to keep score, which we can, Iki's got some debts he needs to pay off. Basically, the only thing he did to get them to get like back in their good graces was he uh, he came back to life just in time to save Shun. But like, mm-hmm. all right, that's one of y'all. Like he punched well, he saved, multiple he holes Shun. into Hyuga's heart. He saved Shun and he saved uh, Saori. Uh, like did he? he? Saved, because yeah, he saved Athena. Remember, she was in that uh, uh, cabin. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, you're right. I thought you were talking about just now. Because oh no no, no. I d- I don't really buy when she's in danger anymore. Like they they almost turned her into the new team nuke. When um they had that thing with Shina and that other dude who looked like uh uh Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Yeah, he had the the crow saint. Yeah, 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 crow. She it's I mean her uh Cosmo 
alone. Yeah, it's almost like her infinite force field is what she becomes. Right, and it like it just just sensing it like terrified them and like had them on their back foot. Which makes me wonder, are are Dante and the chariot saint, are they just idiots and they don't pick up on it? Except I think they do pick up on it at some point. Well, in the in the little intro where the guy is uh, kind of like recapping the previous episode, um, he was saying that like it was in that moment with Shina and the Crow Saint that Athena like let her Cosmo flow through Sayori. So I I don't know how this stuff works. Yeah, so bro. she should be like she should be like freaking dangerous right now. But I didn't get that impression at all. Mm-hmm. Which it would be one thing if it's like. <sighs> And, of course, this show doesn't really know how to juggle its power levels because it's like this could make a little more sense if you made Dante and the Chariot Saint, like, a threat bigger than Shina. Mm-hmm. But, of course, that, that would be silly because she's, like, the recurring villain who's going to keep coming back up and is, like, reliably challenging the characters no matter how much they grow. And these guys, you know, they're they're not gonna make it to the next scene. <laughs> so, right. It, it's this. I, th- I think this is what happens when you try to have everyone be your cool main character. Yeah. The uh, when in the Iki episode, um, the 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 Iki alone on Death Queen Island episode specifically. Right. Well, and he's only alone for a little bit, but yeah, because right, remember right. the main plot is happening here now. Yeah, and that's actually what I was gonna was what I was getting at was like when he when he was facing off against the Black Saints and didn't have his cloth on, and then they're just like they're just kicking him between the three of them and like <laughs> pretty much like a soccer ball, uh-huh. and then the um and then the other Saints come in and just immediately dispatch them. <laughs> it's like oh yeah, they're gone, and then Iki dons his cloth and then goes up against uh, the remaining ones. Yeah, it's like it's like the, these guys were tough to Iki just a moment ago, and <clears throat> and I guess the the regular saints who have been shown to be weaker than Iki just like clear them out. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be. I'm trying to think of ways that you could like fix that, or or maybe like maybe it's not obviously done like <laughs> as they're going along, just to try and maintain a certain level of drama no matter the cost but Mm -hmm. i i can't think of a lot of good ways to do it like like if it was sort of conveyed that uh i think this would fix a lot of the problems with the show but if there was a thing where the cloth could only be donned temporarily Mm, that would immediately make this entire show have much higher stakes and one get out of jail free card to like rapidly ramp up the tension and and give you like yeah. excuses in in either direction you know to make yeah, the bad guys on their back foot or the good guys on the back foot where it's like and it would definitely explain a lot of the the moments that we see them just like walking with this gigantic box on their back completely exposed <laughs> yeah it's like why would you do it like that why not always wear your uh cloth because so I don't think we've like been given be a reason. Manageable. Yeah, and we haven't really been given a reason, especially since you they go back to a Sanctuary, and uh, they just show you all the saints there are always wearing their cloth. Right. right. It's just bizarre that you would ever take it off if there's no downside to it. Like, if the, 
if they just mentioned early on that it like it, it exhausts you, like it saps your life force, ninety nine percent of this would have just been like, yeah, okay, yeah, he, he was out of energy. I got it. Yeah, like it would, including it would that last situation. To it, yeah. Or it's like, oh, the Black Saints. They used all their energy to beat up on Iki, and he was able to to stick it out long enough to uh, <laughs> for them to eventually, you know, I, I guess, like maybe their cloth gets blown off. I don't know. But then again, uh, then you'd have to design the character uh, beyond just their cloth design, which all these guys, all these guys suffer from same face. Save for Crow, that's why I liked him. He was he was a good he was a yeah, good character. He was a standout. <clears throat> <coughs> I think it's funny is when uh, Shina, when her mask came off, and it was like, yeah, that's a pretty generic face. There's absolutely nothing <laughs> remarkable about that lady's face. She is anime girl. The anime girl. Mm-hmm. Be one thing if she had like a scar. But then they kind of retroactively are like, oh, no, the female saints all wear masks. And if you see their face, they have to kill you or marry you. And it's like, hey, that's a fun little device. We can have an entire arc about just that. But uh, we're, we're not going to. We're going to go over here now. <laughs> uh, Iki's over there. Look. And then once you look, it's like, oh, Shiryu's over here. <laughs> what is erupting from that lava? I don't remember. I think it was a bunch of hate. <laughs> was that was that how they uh, described it? Yeah, I mean, uh, when, is it a big monster or is it a, is it a big bad guy? I don't know. Where's Democritus? He was funny. <laughs> I want him I, to come I back. I don't remember, but I, I all I all I know or I is that uh, Ares was like all of the people who have fallen on Death Queen Island, all of their hate and all of their anger and power is just waiting. And so okay, it's almost so- like he was like summoning a bunch of demons to make like a, a legion type uh, villain. Yeah, see, that sounds pretty sick. And, and is mm-hmm. that Django doing that, or is that uh, the person pulling Django's strings doing that? I can't remember. Oh no! So Django, um, Django was just trying to gather up territory, and it's Ares who uh, was like, "Well, yeah. we can kind of kill two birds with one stone. Get Django out of the way by letting them duke it out on the island, and then raising up whatever is in the island to kill the saints." I wonder why that, of all things, was going to trigger it. Because, I mean, people tend to just fight on Death Queen Island. I mean, that's all we've right. seen happen there. So, uh, I mean, like, there is, there is like, the catalyst of Ares waking up the thing. But how did he do that? I don't even remember how. He just shot a big old lightning <laughs> bolt across <laughs> the ocean. He said, <laughs> have you seen that video of that guy? This big old fat dude looking at this camera and just going, Joe Biden, wake up. Have you seen no, that? No. Oh my god! I'm gonna have to send it to you. I have no idea what the context is. I, I think he's. I, I don't think he's like a native English speaker. So the stuff he says around that video, you don't really understand. So people just clip this part where he's looking the camera and he's just like, "Joe Biden, wake up!" <laughs> and he says it more than <laughs> once. So people have made like montages of like Joe Biden's like. <clears throat> giving some kind of speech, and then he hears like this echoey Joe Biden wake up, and he like turns his head. Like, what was that? <laughs> it freaking kills me. <clears throat> that was what Aries said to the the hate beast in Death <laughs> right, right. He was like, "Hate beast, wake up!" And it was just, 
<laughs> I, I'm going to say, I think that's kind of a cool device, though, because it mm-hmm. also means that he's going to be fighting like the, the hateful spirit of his old master. All the dudes, uh, like all the other black saints that he, he kicked and it's smashed the into the lava. Yeah. <clears throat> but it also means he might end up facing uh, that girl because she died on Death Queen Island. Or there's going to mm-hmm. be some kind of like, so there's going to be something in there. I mean, unless he said it's just the hateful stuff, which I mean, she, she wasn't particularly hateful. I guess that's why she had to die in order to turn him into a villain. Right. It was it was a good old palpy situation. I like Embrace how it's your hate. Yeah, I like how it's all extremely unclear and I have no confidence in any way that I could predict it. I like how I can't predict anything that's gonna happen in Saint Seiya. <laughs> that's actually very impressive. Yeah, it's a it's a very it, it's hard to it's hard to read. Hard to guess. It's kinda like <laughs> When I when I was reading through the Attack on Titan stuff, which I was doing because I was up all night and on the toilet, uh, I was like, no, I never could have seen any of this coming because none of this makes any sense. Same situation with, uh, oh man, I had another example. Oh, like this is the thing people say about the last season of the Game of Thrones show was where it was like, no one has any idea where this is going because it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> where it's like, wait, why would she, why that character is doing, why are the, what? That That's Saint that's Seiya, but Saint Seiya is very charming while it's doing it. Yes, yes. It, it has muscly guys in chrome armor saying, as if. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I'll put up with it. I'll put up with anything. And then you kidding me? I wrote down Say one, no to that like, face. one of my notes. One of my notes <laughs> oh, from the yeah. first episode was just I, I I didn't understand it. Then I was like, oh yeah, that was what one character called another <laughs> character. And I think that it was um uh I think it was Shun that was talking to uh <clears throat> the guy that had like the the flails, the um Yeah, Shun had kind of a, a cool moment in that fight. Yeah. But he called him Chain Boy. <laughs> and I was just like, I, I got to write that one down. That's such, that's such a good insult, man. <laughs> How's he supposed to recover from that? He's going to he's gonna be looking in the mirror and he'll be thinking, Chain Boy. Got him. He's like, I am, I am Chain Boy. He, he cut me to the quick. <laughs> this, this guy read me like a book. I am Chain Boy. Oh, gosh. I was going to say, uh, when I said, how could you say no to that face? I was reminded of the face that Iki had when he started, like, loudly snickering at one scene. Like, he was having some bants with the other fellas, mm-hmm. and they laughed like normal. But it cut to a close-up of him, <laughs> and, like, part of his face is somewhat off-camera. It's, like, cropped in a weird way. And it's just his mouth with his teeth showing, and he's just going... <laughs> It's like, what is happening? What is this? Oh man! This By the way, great. We, the the dark dark phoenix from X Men. I'm sorry. The the um the the black phoenix. The, yeah, the black phoenix saint. Mm-hmm. I somehow thought that was gonna be a bigger situation. Yeah, it is. Just over. It, w- w- I was thinking, wait, that guy comes back to life too, right? Right. 
But, um... I guess we'll not find uh, out for a couple episodes. Oh, right, because we have to do Shiryu's thing. Well, at least part of Shiryu's thing first. What? Watch it come immediately back to Iki, and it, like, forgets about Shiryu for, like, five to six episodes. Because remember, when it was, like, a... There was a big the best character. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a big thing with Shiryu where it was like you were thinking the story was about him, but then it was like the show remembered and it went mm-hmm. back to uh, Seiya and Shun and Hyoga fight, fighting Iki in uh, big, big Evil Bad Canyon Pass. I can't remember what the name was. It was one of those, though. Um, <laughs> it was like Murder murder Path or Murder Valley. Wait, was that Murder, murder Valley? Valley? I think it was Murder Valley. I can't believe. I can't believe. I was still joking. I was joking and I I stepped on a landmine. That was the correct answer. That's hysterical. Yeah, it was Murder Valley. It cut back to them. It was like, oh, right, this is about them. And then you get to have like the Return of the King situation where Shiryu shows up right at the perfect time. Right. Uh, And and then still gets his butt kicked. It was like, okay, come on. Y'all, you're doing it all wrong. Yet I'm still watching. So really, right. are these complaints? <laughs> also, the show is from the seventies, so pretty sure these complaints are f- are falling on deaf ears. To <laughs> right. say the nobody's, very least, nobody's listening. <laughs> but like, uh, Shiryu's story is um, I I I'm I really like it. I'm like this mm-hmm. reminds me of a kung fu movie, and it's like a good kung fu movie where you you've especially with like the timing because it feels like things are are ramping up to where it's like oh yeah the bronze saints are about to be like the heroes of the world Mm -hmm. unless you know this just keeps going forever and aries is the the recurring villain who's just always the recurring villain which i guess i could see that but it kind of feels like it's ramping up to a degree where it's like yeah, yeah everything they're throwing at them is still not working like you get that moment where Ares is like uh he, he he's criticizing one of his underlings for like failing him. <clears throat> Talking about you know, why is that why is this so difficult to stop the Bronze Saints? I'm like, oh yeah, we're we're getting that fever pitch where the, the villain has become self aware of his constant failures. Yeah, so it, you know, it's, it's like t- now the the villain himself is getting himself involved. So it's like he he won't have anybody to blame if the hate beast gets destroyed. Yeah, it's it's like things are ramping up, and I, I like the timing to take, uh, kind of sh- to take share you out of that, because of course you know eventually he's gonna be back, and that e- even though you don't know how long it will take, that on its own is exciting. It's like, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the process of getting sure you back in the action. Yeah. What would be funny is if that doesn't happen. Because this like old rival he's facing, mm-hmm. he also has an interesting enough story to it's like maybe he actually will like temporarily become the dragon saint. I don't know. I thought that would have been cool. And for a second, I thought it was going to go that direction because it goes back to their, you know, a big old flashback to when they're kids. And like, they were both kind of in line to get it. And, uh, I can't remember his name. I just remember that. Oko. Oko. Okay. Oko gets like kicked out or or, like he just is denied the cloth because he's starting fights 
Right. He just he's just he's not beha- too, behaving the way you he's, should. He's too overzealous for fights. Right. But it's not because he's necessarily stronger than Shiryu. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, this guy's coming back for his rematch with Shiryu, and he's disappointed that Shiryu isn't like going to be a good fight. So it's like, okay, this is like one of the first belligerents in a while who isn't just a scumbag to his core where it's like any any advantage or weakness they're going to push while like while, while cackling to themselves it's mm-hmm. one of the first guys who's been like uh, there's no glory in this and it's like oh, there's just enough there <laughs> it's like oh this might be this might be one of the guys at some point yeah and since Shiryu's kind of looking like he might be down for the count at least for a little bit they're kind of implying that he's having to relearn everything because they have those birds fly at him and he's just flailing wildly and he doesn't hit a single one. And I was like, yeah. I was thinking, I was thinking the way the scene was going to end was it's, it's like he slowly, like in slow motion, he like grazes one and you know, then you, you know, you see the sweat dropping down like, like his face and, and he's like, Oh, he's got something like yeah. he can work with that, but nothing. Like he can't even hit one, and it's like, oh man, he's really, he's really on his uh, on his knees right now. Yeah, and then the, the girl that he loves like pretty much teases him with her nakedness. Yeah, that was that just seemed kind of mean. That was mean. And then yeah. she's like, "Look, cheer you," and it was like, "Yeah, what? I can't." <laughs> that was like. That was like surprisingly mean. Like it felt really out of place. Which props to props to the dub for keeping that scene in there because you could you could easily see a dub being like, uh, let's kind of change the context because this seems like really out of freaking place. Right? <laughs> I wrote down the the girl can launch herself out of the water like a freaking dolphin, and then the very next line I said, it's kind of hilarious watching her flop around underwater. Yeah, <laughs> like when she was getting swept away and just her body, just the way that it was flopping around, it just looked really funny to me. <laughs> it almost looked like a dummy. <laughs> like, <laughs> Which always gets a laugh out of me in a movie. <laughs> Dude, like <clears throat> every movie like Naked Gun or Top Secret, when they like do something with a dummy, it freaking slays me. I remember that that was the best part of all that skits. Like all that skits, you go back to them now and it's like, this is stupid. Like I laughed at this because I was a kid, but anytime a dummy gets involved, like someone just gets like launch or launched to like, you're supposed to leave. This is a person like ragdolling from a hard fall kills me to this day. Like gets a laugh every single time. <clears throat> but yeah. Uh, so they're like really pushing it. They're like Shiryu's in a Shiryu's in a very weakened state, and like this was a this was a big price that he paid, and they really like drive it home when like the his master has got like nothing, nothing for him. He's like, I'm I've only trained people who can see, and like I can see. Uh, I didn't know you were gonna go and do that, bro. Uh, my investment in you as like. We're gonna provide the the dragon saying it's kind of like uh, you uh, you kind of squandered it a little bit. Dragons have eyes, I guess. <laughs> it's like you idiot! You can't beat the dragon saint. 
Why not? Dragons have eyes. <laughs> it's like, don't they also have tails? Semantics. <laughs> it it kind of um, makes me. And then I also thought that he was like going to fight with that guy. I mm-hmm. thought they were going to like have a showdown. I'm like, oh, this is cool. We're going to see Blind Shiryu have a fight and maybe get his butt kicked. But then the fight doesn't even happen. So he just gets his butt kicked. <laughs> well, yeah, he, he gets his butt kicked, but not in the not in the way where it's like, oh, that guy like defeated him and like right, right. took it as like, oh, I defeated my my old rival who, you know, was chosen for the dream I wanted instead of me. It It wasn't like that. That like could be yet to come, but the way that they're telling the story, which again I said I can't predict what's going on in this show. Right. It it could just, it, it could literally forget about this story for the next few episodes, and it it wrapped up off camera. I have a but, feeling that it's gonna do a thing where it's like he relearns everything and then goes back and faces off against Oko again. But like. What I think would be, I I think I don't think this is outside the realm of possibility for the show, even though they, I don't think they've shown this happen yet. I think Oko could temporarily become the Dragon Saint, and you could have a cool moment where the Dragon Saint shows up to help, and it's like, oh, Shiryu's here, and then it isn't Shiryu. Yeah, temporarily, and then like. When Shiryu get you know is able to like regain his abilities, then they have the showdown, and then it's like there's real stakes to where like Shiryu has to win in order to become the Dragon Saint again. Mm-hmm. Like he has to de- defeat the current one. I don't know that story just kind of like laid itself out in front of me, let like a fruit roll up. Like as soon as Oko like walked away and was like, "There's there's no glory in fighting him like this." that entire story unfolded in front of me. And I'm like, that is really sick. And I hope it happens. And the only reason I have any faith that it would is because Shiryu gets all of the best stories in this show, <laughs> which I could be totally wrong about that. It's just silly in, in trying to predict where an old, like 40 year old show is going 40, 50, 50. No, 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 no. Just 40. Yeah. Cause it's late seventies. Yeah. No, it was 80s. Isn't it? Isn't it 80s? Uh, I think it was 78 when it started. Uh, that I could doesn't be, sound right to me. I could be 5,000% wrong. <laughs> you are operating off of one hour of sleep, so I could yeah. use that to discount anything you say. Right. <laughs> Let's see. Is it saying... Say... How do you spell that? Okay, no, yeah, yeah. It's mid-80s. Okay. Okay, we're still in the forties. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll be okay. I'll survive the night. (laughs) So, uh, real quick, I just, I just, so I had clicked on the um, the cloth wiki page, uh, just to see if maybe there was something mentioned that we missed about like you You probably status deceased. Well, I I did catch one thing that was like, ooh, that'll be interesting when that happens. Um, uh, it, do you want to say it? No, I'm not going to say it out loud. Okay. Because it would probably be a really cool moment. Um, But it does give me the numbers of cloths that there are. And I was, oh, I was no. just wanting, I was wanting to ask you, 
about how many silver saints do you think that we've uh, got up against and dispatched? I would have thought we were like nearing the end of them, honestly. Because I, I was like bronze saints, silver saints. There's probably like a similar amount, right? And there's only like eight, nine bronze saints. So I, I'm like, we've been at least through half of the silver guys. Um, but I have a feeling you're about to reveal something to me. Yeah. So uh, there are 48 bronze cloths, 24 silver cloths. Oh, we're not even close on the bronze. Yeah, I'm like, where are these bronze guys? Well, ja- ja- Jabu. <laughs> Remember him? Right, right, right. Everyone's right, right. favorite. He got to come back around. But I was trying to see if there was anything about like the, um, uh, like <clears throat> whether it drains your energy or not. Like if we are just forgetting it. Um, mm. So, I mean, like it does say like it, it burns through the cosmos and like that the amplif- or that the cloth like amplifies the cosmos. And like we did know that, but there's not really like a hard and fast like what the cosmos no, that, is. That almost sound, wait, amplifies it. Does that mean it burns faster or does that mean it makes it more efficient? Because I could see both being the case. Let's see. Because it like helps you direct your cosmo. Okay. Right? So it says right here. It helps. It says right here. Uh, it's Okay, yeah, so saints also have a great offensive prowess, not only because their arms and legs are covered by the cloth, but most importantly because it creates a sort of synergy with the saint and their constellation, helping to burn his or her cosmo at a much greater extent than normal. Mm. So it's like amplifying the power output. Uh, But it doesn't say anything about like, I I think it was like makes it more efficient and amplifies the power. Well, if it amplifies the power, then it is more efficient by default. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it's still using the same pool of energy. It's just making it go further. Mm-hmm. So it, it makes them less time. Were those black saints just really freaking out of shape? No, the, the, answer, is, the answer is uh, we wrote the script and we didn't <laughs> think of that. <laughs> right, right. Oopsie doopsie. Okay, the cloths only reach their potential when the wearer burns their own cosmos. If a wearer has no cosmos, then the cloth is useless. When say a first dawn, the pes- the, 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 the pegasus the pegasus is- he expected the cloth to be a sort of magical item and essentially fight for him, but instead he was semi semi immobilized because he was not burning his cosmos. The same with uh, okay, that, semi immobilized, pure clunk. Like, don't use the word immobilized if you don't mean it. It's like saying he's partially paralyzed. It's like, what? what is he or isn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really say anything about, like, you can only wear it for a little bit of time. Yeah, all right. Well, I, then it's just, it's just sloppy. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, I, th- I mean, we kind of already knew that, so. But then they give me this this nice little diagram, <clears> of, <throat> just in case you were curious, as to which part of the Pegasus goes to St. Seiya. <laughs> I just popped it in the chat. It's like a diagram, for those who can't see it. It's a diagram of, like, the Pegasus 
shape of the like when the armor is in the Pegasus shape, and then it's got uh-huh. like little lines going to where th- uh-huh. those pieces went to on Seiya, and, and it's like you've wow. noticed you've noticed the one that is the funniest, right? Because <laughs> no. you got. The shoulders are the shoulders and the arms are the arms. The belt is the belt. But let me tell you, the chest is the butt. He's got a horse butt on his chest. Why? Why? Why that part specifically? The forelegs are the knee pads. Why? The chest, the like the the haunches. <laughs> oh my god! It's is... got a okay. Uh, I was gonna say it's got like a chest piece, but it's saying that's the entirety of the belt. That's just that's humorous. Also, man, he looks like a manlet in the in the manga art style. He looks oh. very short. I mean, he doesn't look tall even among his his colleagues. Yeah, and they kind of made a point of uh, like showing that he is shorter, especially in light of the gargantuan ogres that are Greeks. Right, yeah, that's just what they are. That's what they look like. <laughs> so there was, there was a part that I, that we, when we were watching this, uh, this final episode, where I kind of like had this realization of the color purple in the show so far. And it's almost like... Isn't that a every- movie? <laughs> yes, yes, it is. And then the moment I said it, I was like, ah, it's a movie. Um, <laughs> you guys one but, of the movies that made your stepdad cry. He told me about it. Yes, yes. He frequently talks about that being like the first real movie that like made him weep. Um, <laughs> I still haven't seen it. I'm like, that's a ringing endorsement. I like crying. <laughs> Go ahead. So, but, it, uh, but yeah, so like it seems like purple is like taking on this like type of mentoring slash nurturing role. I mean, Sayori's hair is purple. We got the, the and uh, I can't remember his name, but um, Shiryu's master's skin yeah. is purple. And then, uh, but in in the flashback with Oko as a kid, like Oko and, and Shiryu as a kid, uh, Shiryu is wearing purple. Um, and like hmm. is kind of, in the way that he's acting, teaching a lesson to Oko, and Oko is like reaping a bunch of consequences to his actions. But I'm—I was trying to think while I was like writing this note down. I can't think of any other characters that have like that kind of a purple in their wardrobe or in their like physique or, or God forbid, skin. Um, <laughs> like, can you think of anybody else that has purple? like that like other characters in the show yeah didn't what didn't jabu have a purple color scheme yeah i mean but yeah he's but he's gone but yeah i guess he did um <clears throat> that's the only other one i can think of i mean you had a uh, the guy that steve bloom voiced i can't remember his name he had a gym for an eye he was a character i liked and they just kind of got rid of him replaced oh, yeah, him with yeah, another yeah. another lackey guy he had a purple cloak. He was like the the strategist for the first bit of the show. Yeah. I don't know. It was just a thought that I was having while we were while I was watching this episode, especially when it was like, okay, purple guy skin, uh, then the soury, and then now in the flashback, uh, 
uh, Shiryu, whose color up to this point has been teal. And then in the flashback, Oko's color is teal and Shiryu's is purple. So uh, it huh. was like that that one difference really kind of drew my eye to it and just made me curious. I, w- I wonder if the purple and teal thing almost has to do with like that. <clears throat> the mentor-mentee relationship. Maybe. Yeah, and I, like I maybe it's gonna as well. Yeah, maybe it's gonna have something to do with uh, Chiryu's story. But then when Oka comes back, I mean, he's he's just brown. He, he's like right, wearing brown right. pants too. It's like, oh, he yeah, got a tan, and he's wearing brown pants. But he has that green cloak, like that he wasn't Ooh. wearing in the interaction. You're but, right. Yeah. So it's like there's there's just a bunch of like weird little things uh and then later on in the episode because like once my eyes are open to it i was like looking for it um uh but in later in the episode when um like sh- like after the conflict when shiryu's talking to uh what's her name i can't remember her name anyway but when he's walking out of the the building that they're in you can tell that his like his clothes aren't white they're like a they're like a very light teal or a very light green yeah um, and it was just like it was very interesting and like i'm wondering if within these next few episodes of shiryu's story if that'll come more full like fully into resolution so that i can just so that we can see if oh no they, they just chose purple and and what <laughs> that, that could really be possible <laughs> that's probably so, unfortunately more likely Right, but I'm like I'm I'm hoping that there's something a little bit more there, whether it's conscious or unconscious. <laughs> yeah, if there actually is something there, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> All right. <clears throat> um, I don't really have anything else to say about yeah. those episodes of Saint Seiya. That was that, but, that was that was the big thing that I wanted to that I wanted to kind of like see if we could see that in the next few episodes. So, but that was that was the last thing I had written down. Okay, well, I mean, there's not really anything else that I feel I could add, especially with my energy level. Mm-hmm. But uh, four hours ago, Funimation. No longer exists. It is now Crunchyroll. It's all called Crunchyroll. Really? Yep. <clears throat> I went to the Funimation website after I saw the uh, the press release on my anime list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the thing on the front page is the Crunchyroll mascot saying Funimation moving to Crunchyroll. And uh, Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I wonder if my account will be migrated. But the good thing is that I wouldn't have to pay for two of them anymore. Yeah, yeah. But the bad thing is, is uh, I mean, you know, monopolizing consolidation. I, I never like when this happens. Right. I'm <laughs> curious as to what that'll do for their voice actors and, like, how that'll... Uh, well, supposedly, that'll... and of course, this is the corporate speak. This is just like what uh, Microsoft said when they bought Be The Star and Activision. But they were like, uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna leave everyone there. <laughs> what? <laughs> I just I was like, what in God's name is he saying? Oh, uh, uh, was that was that the door closing on you? Was those those few seconds <laughs> before you realized what I was talking about? 
<laughs> Microsoft was saying like they're gonna they're gonna keep doing what they're doing. We're just gonna financially support them, and it's like then it's like yeah, Starfield's Xbox only now. <laughs> right. It's like after a few days, uh, not even a few days, but like after a while, it's like oh yeah, by the way, this is only on here now. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, yeah. So, Crunch. Uh, it, it also said that Verve is being consolidated into that, which I didn't even know that was the same company. Apparently it is. Wait, Verve is... The, I know Verve had a thing with um, Crunchyroll, but... Yeah, it's, it says... Uh, okay, I'll just I'll just read it word for word, this, this first paragraph at least. But it says, Crunchyroll and Funimation announced on Tuesday that the two streaming platforms, along with Funimation subsidiary Wakanim, which I've never heard of, and Crunchyroll's Verve service have merged okay. under the Crunchyroll brand. So that tells me Verve, Verve was just Crunchyroll offering some other things. Uh, I didn't realize that. I thought it was another company that had like some sort of a deal with Crunchyroll. Okay. No, nah, like the, this was a Funimation Global Group LLC, which acquired Crunchyroll from AT&T in August 2020. That's funny because Funimation is the Sony company that bought Crunchyroll, but it is now going to be called Crunchyroll. Instead of being called Funimation, so that's that's interesting. Uh, it this says many Funimation titles were made available on Crunchyroll at the time of the an- announcement. Series in progress on Funimation will be updated as new episodes premiere, but new titles will be released exclusively on Crunchyroll, beginning with the spring 2022 season. Okay, so uh, I mean, I guess I should cancel my Funimation subscription, right? And just get Crunchyroll instead. I would hope that you they would transfer that because, like, because kind of like you said, they're 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 Funimation, but now they're just called Crunchyroll, and they now have what used to be standalone Crunchyroll. Gosh, yes, so dumb. <laughs> so there was confusing. There was also multiple tiers to uh, the different subscriptions mm. for Funimation, uh, and they also mm. like have their own shop and like video or um uh, like dvd and blu-ray publishing stuff oh, yeah. so i don't know uh I'm also, also curious as to how that uh, affects because um hulu has a weird uh relationship with funimation as well where they'll release some I of their stuff stand all this crap and i know i'm like i'm just curious at this point but i it drives me nuts <laughs> <clears throat> i just want to go um <laughs> It's like I just I just want the old days where it's like I go to one website. <laughs> I still well, those go days to can always come website. back. <laughs> those times are waiting for you whenever oh, you want man. to go back to them. Uh my freaking my <clears throat> Funimation login isn't working. I wonder. I mean, I'll maybe I'll figure this out and I'll, we can talk about it later. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> then another thing I was going to add before we sign off here is because hmm. I always give, uh, I guess, Western media a hard time. I think deservedly so. <clears throat> but but I've also, over time, grown far more, or, or I, I guess, far less forgiving, and uh, have. The, the nuance has has dissolved into just complete rejection. But uh, I saw the new version of Cyrano 
and mm-hmm. I really liked it to the point where it might be one of my favorite movies of all time. And it came out recently. It was made with, with all the modern trappings. But, like, I, I was racking my brain to try to come up with any sign of, of evil de- of evil doing. And I, I couldn't come up with anything. There was nothing parasitic about the story. There was nothing mean-spirited. There was nothing, like, there was no, like, modern political commentary of any kind. Like, it was just faithful to the story, and it had really good music and great cinematography and great performances and all that stuff. <clears throat> Dang. I was like, man, did I miss something? And I was like, I kept going through my head. I'm like, did Hollywood seriously just let that happen? Because I'm hearing that uh, the Batman is almost like Free Guy, where there's only like a few lines of like blatant uh, political stuff. Mm, Okay. But like other than that, the story doesn't, like it's not, like Blade Runner 2049 and uh, I, I guess examples that I like, which would be like Mad Max Fury Road and Logan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I liked the movie, but then when I think about it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, there, there's the, there's the parasitic storytelling. Yeah. But yeah, w- apparently with the Batman, that doesn't actually happen. Uh, it's just, there's one like blatantly racist line in it, which is like, oh, I guess, Hey, that's not bad. <laughs> But Cyrano didn't have anything in it, which was astonishing because it was like an Oscar bait movie. Like it was, it was released early for, for the, the Academy to decide if it needed to have an Oscar before, you know, anyone had freaking seen it, but uh, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, I really liked the movie and it uh, completely shook my faith in my complete lack of faith where it was like, I'm, I'm second guessing things and i think it's good because is, it was is it a is it a good date night movie uh do not see that movie alone it will make it'll make your heart hurt D- oh. definitely see it as a date i, I made the mistake of, of making un- <laughs> i made the mistake of making uncharted the date which was oh uh, no listen i mean if you if you want to just have noise on and and you just want to you know stare longingly into someone's eyes that it's fine for that but unfortunately <laughs> you're going to be getting the most shrill Tom Holland has ever been in the background while you're staring longingly. So it's not, it's not very, uh, it doesn't really support that kind of environment. Uh, don't see uncharted if you can help it. All right, I'm Total gonna garbage. To out, I'm going to have to check out Cyrano. Yeah. Uh, the problem was only one theater in my area was showing it. And when I say in my area, it was still like 45 minutes away, which I don't I even know why one. I only have one theater in my area. The next one oh. is around an hour and a half away. <laughs> yeah, that that might be a roll of the roll of the dice. Oh, and if they're even showing it, but yeah, I really liked it. Uh, people are saying, "Oh, it's a flop." Peter Dinklage deserves this because of his stupid comments IRL, and I'm like, "Yes, those were very stupid. Probably cost a lot a, a lot of other little people their jobs." And I'm like, he got to the top of the ladder and he kicked it down. The absolute mad lad. But what? <laughs> what? Did you not hear about this? No. So he 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 started. Uh, he had like this whole public thing about uh, the new Snow White movie being like bigoted because it was gonna have the seven dwarves be characters again. 
And it's like, Pete. <laughs> Pete, you know you would be first build. You just didn't like the idea of having to share the spotlight with six other dudes. <laughs> it's like, you know how this was going to go down. Snow White and the dwarf. Yeah, Snow White, the one dwarf who we spent all the money on in casting. Uh, because the casting of Snow White is like, who? <clears throat> also, I mean, that movie's dead on arrival because the evil queen is being played by Gal Gadot. And the chick playing Snow White is nowhere near as attractive as her. So it's like, <laughs> this story doesn't work now. It's like, you got like, probably like one, one of, considered one of the most attractive women alive right now. And you're having her be the evil queen. He was like, oh, I'm jealous it's of like, this character's looks. I mean, but. They're not even in the same league. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if, if the magic mirror was saying that, uh. <laughs> That Snow White is prettier. He's probably lying. Yeah, I mean, at that point, he just needs to be executed because he's trying to start something. He's trying to start a, a murder <laughs> chain, like you know, like the old fairy tales go. Right. <clears throat> like he he he's the instigator at that point. It's like, uh, nah, you ugly. <laughs> it's like, first of all, she believed him, so it's partially her fault. It's like <laughs> you're literally Gal Gadot. But um, yeah, uh. People, any people were kind of online. Just that I saw the the channels I follow were kind of cheering on Cyrano being a flop. But I'm like, oh my word, y'all don't realize this is the one movie y'all have been asking Hollywood to make, like the one that is just completely like everyone's losing their mind over the uh, the Lord of the Rings, the the Amazon series thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's like every problem you would have with that is just non-existent in Cyrano. So, so it's eh. just a faithful adaptation. Ah, uh, well, the the change being the instead change of being, him, yeah, instead of him being like a, a disfigured man with a a big mutant nose, he's a a a dwarf. But it still works. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it works. It serves basically the same purpose. Okay, I'll have to check it out. Uh, also, the villain, like the, the villain, gets to be a bad guy and continues to be human. And some of the stuff he does is partially the fault of the way that some of the, I, I guess the, um, the the heroine handles something. Like the villain wouldn't have wouldn't have done this thing had she not like sort of forced his hand. And it and it doesn't like just absolve everyone of everything. It doesn't just all lay it at the feet of, oh, this is the big, bad, evil, rich, white guy. That's why he's evil. And it's like, I mean, he's kind of, I, it's, I mean, it's great. It's complex. I liked it. I, I like it a lot. I've, I've listened to one of the songs like 200 times at this point. It's just really good. <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, I was just going to say, uh, Hollywood did a good thing and there were no caveats. That there, was, there was no backhanded little secret, secret dagger. There was no right. ganja bar. <laughs> Which I was going to corny you with this one. But uh, why why does um, Paul Atreides' mom uh, cheat to help him in Denny Villeneuve's version of the movie? That that completely goes against her character entirely and uh, makes it where Paul didn't actually earn that moment. So in, just, just going to say, in which say that. In, in, in the, ganja, the, the ganja bar scene. 
She starts feeding him hints. Whereas in the book, she leaves him. She she believes that he's going to succeed. Like she closes herself off, doesn't give him any help. But in uh, in Denny Villeneuve's movie, she uses the voice to give him advice, and it totally un- undermines. Definitely, like did not remember that. Well, it un- undermines her character, his character, like e- everything about it. I don't like that movie. Okay, really, <laughs> remember, killing people's bad. <laughs> uh, go, go beyond, go beyond plus, ultra. plus ultra. Pierce uh, the heavens. <laughs> Here's the heavens, right? There's really not much from Saint Say. There's not like they don't have a catchphrase. Or Unless anything. you like being dead, get the heck out of Japan. <laughs> I guess that was such a weird. <laughs> I forgot they were in Japan. <laughs> in right. Oh, <laughs> just the way that they're like constantly making cliff sides with the things that they do. It's like the 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 top. That's the, the only place they can find. That's <laughs> it's the only place and or context they can freaking fight in. Is there has to be cliffs. <laughs> so I guess they just make them. Constantly. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop the recording. Thank <laughs> you.